It is Monday, and it's another edition of Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Jack Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. I'm going to build the 2024 Royals rotation, give you some breakout candidates for the upcoming season, and lastly, touch on the corner outfield depth and what one Twitter follower sent me through direct messaging. Do I find it interesting? We're going to tell you about it all. Coming up next on Locked On Royals. You are Locked On Royals. Your daily Kansas City Royals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Jack Johnson. And once again, you can follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore one five. And you can find all of these podcasting episodes on wherever you get your podcasts. That can be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just be sure to hit that follow button and subscribe. You know, we're trying to make things better as we go. We're trying to enhance this podcast. One way we can do that is with you, the listener, you, the follower. Continue to subscribe. If you have already subscribed, send it to somebody who hasn't. Recommend this podcast because we're going to try to do our best to continue to promote this thing over and over and over again. If you want to know who I am, and this is your first ever episode tuning in, well, I'm just a lifelong Royals fan, as I'm sure you are. And I work now here in Kansas City at Sports Radio 810 WHB. I have a morning show on ESPN Kansas City. I've got a night show on Sports Radio 810. So you ever want to get my thoughts on things not related to the Royals or maybe Royals sprinkled in there, you can go catch me on those outlets. But when you come to this podcast, this is your source. This is your outlet for everything Royals. We bring you podcasts daily. That includes the offseason. As you know right now, the Royals haven't played for quite some time. We're coming out in about two to three weeks. Since their last game, which is even crazy to say because it feels like it's been a month or two already. And we're going to continue to give you five episodes a week. We're only going to drop down to three episodes a week once we get to the winter meetings and things may slow down a little bit. But again, we've said this before. We're going to say it again. If there's breaking news, if there's big time things going on with the Royals, we're going to add an additional episode for that week. Even if we're just supposed to give you three episodes because on the Lockdown Podcast Network, this is where we're going to be pretty consistent with it. Locked On is where you're going to get all your information, where you're going to get daily content, where you're going to get great interviews, and hopefully great content. Now, today's show is brought to you by Game Time. I'm going to talk about them here coming up in about 10 to 15 minutes or so. But have you ever had trouble buying tickets? Don't stress any longer. Just because the baseball season, at least in Kansas City, has come to a close, doesn't mean you can't use Game Time for football, for, for soccer events, for basketball. I know soccer sometimes can be in season and out of season, depending on if it's high school, college, or, or in the pros, women's or men's. But can be soccer, can be basketball. We know the season's coming up there, both college and NBA. And by the time baseball rolls around, you want to be well-versed with game time because it's the best app to use when going to buy your tickets. But again, more on them coming up in about 10 minutes or so. When I try to bring you good content for the offseason, a lot of it is going to be hypotheticals. A lot of it is going to be predictions. And I hope that you share those same interests. 
Because when you're in these lean months, in these lean weeks, in the lean days, when not much is going on, unfortunately, that's all we're left with, hypotheticals. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think hypotheticals can be fun. I believe on the last episode of the season that we had, one of the things we discussed was the slate was clean. We're not talking about losing streaks anymore. We're not talking about toot blands. We're not talking about uh, failures of the coaching staff. We're not talking about injuries. None of that. The slate is clean. The slate is clean, which I always believe is a good thing because it makes the hypotheticals a little bit more fun, I should say. Who really wants to hear about hypotheticals when the team's 50 games under 500? Oh, what if this player gets going? Well, it puts you 40 games under 500, something like that. When the, when the slate is wiped clean, it gives you more hope. Okay, what can this team do? How many pieces away are the Kansas City Royals? And to me, that's where this becomes a lot more fun for me. Because when this season ramps back up again, I know the baseball season hasn't finished. I watched the Texas-Houston game two today. I was watching the, the Phillies and D-backs before I recorded this podcast. So I'm still in full baseball mode. But we know here in Kansas City, season's been over for quite some time. And what it allows me to do is start to daydream a little bit or just dream in general about how I can build certain parts of this roster. Just if I could be in the shoes of J.J. Bacola, what am I going to do? And I believe this is going to be a very interesting, entertaining offseason. Uh, you are going to be surprised by some signings. You may be surprised by some trades that happen. I feel like we could see a coaching staff addition or two. I know that I think J.J. Piccolo referenced that a little bit to give him some extra help, Matt Quattrero, that is. I don't think it would hurt to add an additional, you know, analytical mind in there, add an additional scout to the front office, stuff like that, where you can just get some extra help. We saw Brian Bridges join the organization. Maybe that can make an impact. But from all this rambling that I just did, I think the meat and potatoes of what you're going to want is, well, this rotation. I'm waiting for you to talk about this rotation. How are we going to build this rotation? Well, we know what Piccolo said. There's three guys that have spots in the rotation. And I take that with a grain of salt. I know Cole Reagan's going to be there, assuming he stays healthy. Feel like Brady Singer's going to be there. I'm at 90% there. Barring any trade that could happen, I mean, hey, you never know. Some team could come calling, offer you legitimate pieces. You could flip Brady Singer, but the starting pitching depth is so thin, I don't see a move being made. And the third guy there was Jordan Lyles. And I'm just not buying it. I've said that I'm going to stand on that platform. I'm not buying it that Jordan Lyles is going to be back in 2024 because it feels a lot like the Mike Miner situation. You can say he's going to be a part of your team next year because he's under contract and no you know, GM or president of baseball operations is going to go in front of the media with a guy that's under contract and go, yeah, he's probably not back next year. I would have liked him to say we're going to evaluate all of our pieces kind of leave it more up to ambiguity. But I would say in, in this particular spot, we all should know the Royals, if they are serious about winning 80 to 85 games, he's not going to be in the rotation in 2024. Now, I know there were some Jordan Lyles supporters. Hey, he gives you innings, and not a lot of guys in the rotation get, gave you that. Okay, I can hear you out on that, but I also want productive innings. I don't want uh, garbage time innings. I don't want five innings of eight earned runs in there. So to me, there's two spots. There's two spots in this rotation, and it's about building with the other spots. Uh, you can't forget about Alec Marsh. You can't also forget about opener usage in Kansas City. Uh, hear me out a little bit. 
what if, and I know that two of these guys are kind of pitching their way into much bigger contracts. You go to Spotrack right now, the market value is insane for these two guys. But you have Aaron Nola, who didn't have the greatest 2023, but is dealing in the postseason, and Jordan Montgomery, who's arguably been the best pitcher in the postseason, and that's a, a rental that Texas got from New York. It wouldn't shock me if Texas wanted to pay him again or New York ponies back up and gives him another contract. But those are two guys I really like. You know, you've heard me say Jordan Montgomery is a guy I love. Now, I would love to see him in a Royals uniform. He might have pitched his way out of the price range. Aaron Nola, maybe the same thing. But here's what I will say. What if the Royals did empty the bank for one of those guys? Gave them a three- to four-year deal. Maybe somebody a five-year deal. That seems a bit far-fetched, but just stick with me here for a second. What if you go all in for a number one and then use one of your spots in the rotation as an opener? We saw it have some success in the second half for Kansas City, and I really feel like that's a route you could take. That gives value to somebody like Alec Marsh, who's not going to be a 180 innings guy. That gives value to Jonathan Bolin, who may just be a long reliever, but if he can go amp it up for an inning or two, makes sense. On Hell Serpa, same thing. They've got spots for these guys, and I think the opener usage could be big. A free agent name I really like right now who's been accustomed to the opener role before, Ryan Stanek, has local ties here to Kansas City, went to Blue Valley High, went to Arkansas for college baseball, and we saw him be an opener in Tampa Bay. Maybe you give Ryan Stanek a spot, and then he's in your rotation for cheap, and he's an opener. Send it off to Alec Marsh or Angel Serpa. I could be all right with a rotation like that. If you have your true number one, you've got Reagan's your soon-to-be number one, Maybe Brady Singer bounces back, use an opener, and then find your fifth spot with Daniel Lynch, or or maybe you try to go and piece it together with a trade. You could go out there and acquire a fifth starter. You know, there, there's guys out there that are going to be on roster crunches. You know, the, the Angels today, non-tendered a few guys. I think it was six guys, Carson Fulmer being one of them. Not that he'd be a starter, but names you could look into going into spring training. Now, minor league invites. I'm not saying the fifth spot needs to be some toss-up, but if Daniel Lynch can't go for that spot, if Chris Bubich isn't healthy, healthy yet, maybe there's spots you look into. You know, there's going to be guys on one-year deals. There's going to be guys you go out there and give a two-year deal worth like eight and a half million. Uh, there are opportunities out there, and I think there's a couple ways you can build this rotation. I just kind of want to throw a hypothetical out there, and I'll leave a question in the comments on YouTube, so be sure to respond on there because we're going to have a lot of good polls coming forward. We're going to have a lot of pinned questions. And that's what I have. If the Royals spent a lot of money on one guy in the rotation, kept Reagans, kept Singer, let go of Lyles, found a trade partner for him or just outright, outright cut him, would you be all right with an opener as one of those spots? And that's going into the regular season. A true opener, not in June and July when you're out of it. I mean from the get-go. Curious your thoughts. Be sure to respond on Twitter and on YouTube. Okay, the next thing we're going to talk about is breakout candidates. I've got three guys that I feel like are going to have big 2024s. Maybe they'll be surprising to you, maybe not so much. But I'm going to give you my thoughts next on Locked On Royals. You are tuning to Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Jack Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. And before we go any further... Let's give a shout out to one of the title sponsors today in game time. If you've ever had any problems going and buying tickets, if you had to wait to the last minute, if you're worried because you got a big group going with you, 
You don't know where to go to the, the athletics website for college games. You don't know where to go to the team website, if it's Royals, Chiefs, anybody. It doesn't have to be here in Kansas City. It can be wherever you're listening from. If that stresses you out, don't stress anymore. I had plenty of times I was worried about when am I getting these tickets? Where do I find these tickets? I forgot my login and I tried through many different apps. I tried through team websites. It was never as simple as they really made it sound. But I'll tell you right now, game time is what makes it really simple. It's the easiest app to use with football season in full swing. This is where I go to buy tickets. And I was just at a concert actually on Friday. Where did I go to buy tickets? I used game time. So here is what you need to do. When this episode is done, go and lo- go and download the game time app. If you haven't already, create an account and use code locked on MLB for $20 off on your first purchase. Who doesn't love discounts when buying tickets? Those terms apply. So again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B for $20 off on your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You know, it really feels like, along with the offseason, about new names coming in. You know, who who are we looking to replace here? Need a lot of help in the bullpen. Need a lot of help in the rotation. Uh, corner outfield bat. We're going to talk about that here before the end of the show because one very loyal Twitter follower sent it my way through direct messaging, and you always can do that on Twitter. It doesn't need to be public for everybody. you got a question, you have an opinion, you have a thought, and you want me to give you a shout-out? No problem. Just send it in my direct message inbox. There's a little mailbox or the, the mail envelope icon on my Twitter handle at Johnny J underscore 15. Send me a thought. Send me an opinion. I'll, I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. If it's not going in the podcast, I will directly respond to you in my inbox, and I'll try to be as quick as I can. I was at a wedding this past weekend, so if I missed any of your questions, I do apologize. was a little bit busy uh, over the last couple of days. But that I am very excited to look into. But corner outfield depth is an area they need to get a little bit better in. Center field, you could argue. Going to need to go, going to need to get a little bit better, but I've kind of listed it out, and I've given my thoughts of who I think are going to be breakout candidates in 2024. Because I'm sure for a lot of you out there, you feel like now it can't just be Bobby Wood Jr. It can't just be Cole Reagans as breakout guys. We can't just have you know one or two guys play really well for a stretch because as we saw last year, even with guys playing at MVP and Cy Young type of levels. It didn't make the team a whole lot better. You need five to six guys at the same time thriving. And we saw it sparingly this year that once everybody was rolling in the lineup, what that team looked like. When the rotation and bullpen mellowed out a bit and it wasn't as chaotic and didn't have as many blown games, the team got a lot better. They had winning streaks longer than five games. They won series. They won series on the road. And I really wanted to list these three guys because to me, They're the most important. These guys break out. We know what the top players are going to give you. But if these three guys break out again, then you're really looking into something entertaining, I would say. I'm not going to say something special because the Royals need to do a lot more to make next season really special. Number one on my list kind of feels like a no-brainer. It's Vinny Pasquantino. Uh, I've brought him up. I've had a podcast segment dedicated to him before. I feel like I talk about him a lot because he's truly one of my favorite players to watch on this team. He's so talented. He's a great story. He's great socially in Kansas City. I think he's a funny follow on Twitter. He's on Chris Rose's podcast. So he's kind of got that national recognition. The one downside is we haven't got to see him for a full year in his first year as a pro ball. 
Now, year one, can't fault him. He was called up in the middle of the year. Last year, I had high hopes for him. I thought he could be an all-star. But unfortunately, you know that that shoulder got in the way of things. The injury sidelined him. He got surgery. And that's why I'm kind of hopeful. You know, when you can have a guy get rest, get it surgically repaired, and be ready to go 100% by spring training, you got to motivate a guy there. And I not only think that he's going to break out, I think he can be an all-star. I really do. I think the Royals, if they can have Bobby Wood Jr. thrive, Cole Reagans thrive, and Vinny Pasquantino have this breakout I'm expecting, that's three all-stars. And if Salvador Perez is on your team, they may just give him the nod. Maybe not. You know, because if you have three representatives, they're not just going to throw in another guy to honor him. If Salvi's not good enough in the first half, they're not going to give him that nod. But this is kind of the area where I want younger players to be all-star representatives for the Royals. Give you more future hope. And he's one of those guys I think can do that. He's one of the guys that can be so key in the middle of that order. So productive. And and I think, I, I would bet all of my money that he's got a really good 2024. A full season. He can stay healthy. I trust his approach. I trust his power. I trust the bat speed. Everything about it. I think he's going to be the biggest breakout candidate for 2024. The second guy on my list, I'm going to roll with MJ Melendez. There are some people that are, you know, off the train. Oh, I don't care about second half numbers. The Royals were in the tank at that point. I care about the start of the year where Melendez was absolutely more than replaceable, you could say. I mean, he was somebody that didn't belong on any major league roster the beginning part of the year. But once he made the adjustment, I mean, coachability is a big thing to watch for with these guys. MJ's very coachable. He can play right. He can play left. He's moved around. He was a catcher. In the minor leagues, they made him play third base. They moved him to lead off. He's hit third. He's hit second. He's hit fourth. He's hit sixth. He has been everywhere with this team. And now... Kind of with this mentality of, I know where I'm playing. I know where I'm hitting. That, to me, feels like he's primed for a breakout. You know, and I think the hand placement changed him as a hitter. Walk rate went up. Power numbers went up. Confidence went up, which was a big thing for him. When you've got a confident player, a young confident player, that can take you so far into a season. I'm not ready to punt on MJ Melendez. I think there's talent there. And I think that he's going to have a better start the opening parts of the year, if he can get past the cold month of April and cold weeks of May, I think we'll see a very good year for him. Maybe not all-star level, but a very good left fielder. I want to see that power get tapped into a little bit more, and I think we're going to get it as long as that approach stays the same that we saw in the second half. And lastly, I'm going to go with the guy that maybe some people don't want to see in Kansas City anymore, maybe want him to be traded, but it's Brady Singer. I think so much of Brady Singer's 2023 was tarnished because of that spring training time. Uh, going to the WBC, failing in the WBC, not having a, a very consistent workload, and then not being the opening day starter, having to start the, the fourth or fifth game of the year against Toronto, not starting that great, Velo's down, had a couple of injuries, stint, everything went wrong. But deep down, I feel like Brady Singer is a very valuable pitcher to this rotation. He's not somebody you just say he's done. Get rid of him because he'll go catch on somewhere else and be very good. I want everybody to know that. If he goes somewhere like the Dodgers, like the Giants, like the Rays, he'll be very good. Okay, and I don't think the Royals want to see that happen. He's your first-round pick. He's somebody that's outside your stadium, on billboards, 
on banners. You got to give them another chance. I've kind of taken that approach now. Unless there's some insane offer the, in the offseason, then I think he has to be your number three in the rotation. And with a full offseason, full spring training, continue to work with that changeup, I think we can see the 2022 version of Brady Singer, which we just never really got to see aside from maybe seven to eight starts in the second half. And if you can get that into a 20-start sample size, now we're talking about a very special year. And if he pitches really well in the first half, guess what you can do? Trade him for a pretty big return. It also depends where the rotation's at at that point. If Reagans is thriving, you know, if you have no stars in the rotation and Brady Singer's dealing, maybe you don't want to get rid of a guy like that because you're trying to build a rotation. But to me, I think he's going to be primed for a very good 2024. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I firmly believe in this. I firmly believe I'm not going to back down. I think those three guys are going to have very good years. Let me know your thoughts, though. I'll pin that in the comments below. Who do you think is going to be a breakout candidate? It could be anybody on this team, as you know, or maybe somebody that you pick through free agency or through trade, and they break out with the Royals. Have some fun with it. Either respond on YouTube or on Twitter. The last thing I want to get into is this corner outfield depth. And one Twitter follower sent me a message, and I wanted to use it in today's segment. I wanted to give him a shout-out because he's been a very loyal listener, and it was a great question. So we're going to dive into that next on Lockdown Royals. You are tuning to Lockdown Royals on the Lockdown Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jack Johnson. Follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15 and catch these podcasting episodes and wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and on YouTube. Just be sure to hit that follow button and subscribe. If you already have, send it to somebody who hasn't. We want to build this thing as big as we can get it until opening day of 2024. Before we go any further, let's give a shout out to one of the other title sponsors today in FanDuel. Of course, with football in full swing, I'm sure a lot of you out there are trying to place bets every single day. I know it can be addicting, and I know that college football and NFL football are ones you really want to bet on, but also postseason baseball has been very fun to bet on because it's exhilarating. And if you need that for a little extra oomph, watching those games need a little extra pride, a little extra passion watching those games. Well, FanDuel is where you need to go to to make those bets. October baseball is back, and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join FanDuel today, and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to create your new account. Then you can get on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get that W, predict what will happen in the next at-bat with quick bets. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Uh, this was shot my way on Twitter over the weekend, and I do apologize to this, this follower, this dedicated listener, because I was at a wedding, didn't get the opportunity to respond exactly when I wanted to, so I had to get back to him late on Sunday, so I do apologize for the delay. But I told him that I thought it was a great you know, thread, it's a great question, and I wanted to address it in one of my podcast episodes this week. So I'm going to make it today on this Monday to give a quick shout out to 150 Guacamole. Uh, he's a very dedicated follower, very dedicated listener, and also has great content uh, out there on Twitter. So give him a follow at 150 Guacamole on Twitter. And he was kind of going over the corner outfield depth. And he said the most head-scratching part of JJ's end-of-the-year press conference 
was the part where he said the Royals need help at corner outfield. Nelson Velasquez should be penned in. And if Gavin Cross, I'm assuming that's Caden Wallace, Nick Lofton, and Tyler Gentry aren't possibilities by spring training, then WTF. And I can understand a little bit of the passion there. And he goes on to say, I think the farm system is weak, but you're kind of making it public that you don't have hope in our top five prospects that made it past double A. Uh, here's the thing with, with J.J. Piccolo and what I think he was getting at with corner outfield depth. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a starter. And I, I'm not saying that you are believing it's going to be a starter. They're going out there and signing. Because right now it feels like the starters for this team are going to be MJ Melendez in left, Kyle Isbell in center, and right field feels like it could be Nelson Velasquez. But again, that's kind of taking a big-time hit to your defense. And who knows if Nelson Velasquez, as much as I love Nelly Nukes, it's going to be tough to really predict if you can get that full sample size from what we saw in such a short sample size since coming over from Chicago. You know, when Nelson Velasquez came over from Chicago, maybe the expectations were high from some of you. I just wanted to see a little bit of the pop. We got more than that. But can he continue that after the book's out on him a little bit? I believe that he can, but it's more so that I think J.J. wants some insurance. And when I look at building a roster, I think you need to get a veteran bat to be behind Nelson Velasquez. So I'd start Nelly in right field next year. I think he would be my guy on opening day. But I'm not going to put somebody like a Tyler Gentry behind him. I'm not going to put a Gavin Cross behind him. Because those guys are supposed to be maybe starters. I don't think it's valuable to put Gavin Cross as a backup. He needs to show in double A that he can hit. Tyler Gentry, he's major league ready. Maybe in the long run, he's just a fourth outfield bat. But at the beginning part of the year, I just give that to somebody who can be all right sitting the bench, can give you that stability. Now, here's my thing, though. Nick Lofton kind of is that. He's still incredibly young. And I feel like once we get to June and July, he will be that backup for pretty much every guy out there in the field. Like a more power-filled but poor man's version of Whit Merrifield, because I want to give my credit to Whit. I mean, we're talking about an all-star here, a multiple-time all-star. But Nick Lobb can kind of be that guy. To begin the year, though, I think the Royals are going to be looking for guys, whether it's on waivers, whether it's Rule 5. You know, sometimes guys could be valuable. You know, a, a 24-, 25-year-old AAA bet. Yes, he's younger. He's a rookie. But maybe you'd make him your backup. Maybe it's a one-year deal. Maybe it's a trade. I just feel like the Royals want a veteran bat there. Whereas for these young guys that you brought up, Gavin Cross, Caden Wallace, Tyler Gentry, Nick Loft, the top five prospect guys, I think the, the expectation for them is a little bit different than what JJ's going for in the offseason. I think he's wanting to go out there and get himself what Jackie Bradley Jr. was. It would not shock me in the slightest if the Royals go out there and make a move for a fourth outfielder who's purely – defensive-minded, not much of a bat. They could, I could be wrong. They could go out there and try to add some thunder to that lineup. I just don't know where that guy's going to play. I mean, I don't think they're going to move on from MJ. It's clear that Piccolo was impressed with Kyle Isbell's abilities in center field. But then in right field, I think they like Nelson Velasquez a lot. And keep in mind, Drew Waters is still there. But I think they don't want to put Waters in a backup spot. They don't want to put Olivares in a backup spot if he's still on the team. They want to go out there and get somebody that can just go give them 200 at-bats, 250 ABs, and just provide some relief. Because if it goes wrong, 
right? If things go wrong, Nelson Velasquez is striking out as much as Nick Prado is. You want to turn to somebody you know can handle right field. I don't know if Nelson Velasquez struggles and you just turn to Tyler Gentry in May, if that's going to work out so well. I think the Royals want some insurance, want some cushion. And I don't think it's to say, hey, the system's not very good. I mean, we all with eyes can see the system's not very good, right? And I'm not saying that you don't see uh, with the with the farm system because you've been very uh, good in following a minor league ball. Uh, and this is something where I look at it and go, you know, I, I want to see Gavin Cross in Kansas City one day. I want to see Caden Wallace in Kansas City one day. I want to see Gentry. I want to see Lofton play every day at some point. But I'm just not sold it's going to happen in April. Um, I'm not sold at this point. Nick Lofton's playing every day in April. I mean, Michael Massey appears to be this team's second baseman. You're going to get Vinny back. Garcia's at third. Bobby Witt's at short. Belinda's in left. Isabel in center. Salvi's probably behind the plate unless you move on from him. And if you do, Freddie Fermin's behind the plate. I mean, there's not a lot of open spots. And I know we discussed this on the podcast last week. I mean, I love for Jorge Soler to come back to Kansas City. A reunion there. Some absolute thunder in that bat. But you have to keep in mind, you add Soler, that moves around some pieces. You know, if he's your DH, you could roll with that. Or maybe you put him out there in right field and DH Nelson Velasquez. That means that Salvador Perez has to catch the majority of the time if you want the best version of your lineup. So lots of things to consider, but also a great question brought up, a great thread by 150 Guacamole on Twitter. And you guys can always do that. You followers out there, you listeners, you have a thought, you have an opinion, you have a segment idea. Don't be shy. Don't hesitate. Send them my way. It can be public or you can direct message me. My inbox is open. It's always going to be open. Well, that's going to do it for another edition of Lockdown Royals and the Lockdown Podcast Network. I've been your host, Jack Johnson. And follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. Until tomorrow, you take it easy, Kansas City.